Okay, good morning, church. Good morning, church. So we've come this morning to bring a message of hope um, and encouragement about a season in our lives during uh, lockdown number one. And we've entitled the message uh, Spiritual Reservoirs. So lockdown was a massive, massive hit, thinking back to March 2020. Um, and when lockdown came and it was just a complete shock and surprise for everybody. And it became just uh, a different world that we lived in. Yeah, I mean, you know, this first um, lockdown, um, the COVID that came was a, a great surprise to not only to our nation, but to the world itself. Mm. You know, things basically changed um, on a complete um, whole. You know, we had to start logging into church, you know, prayer and communion now was online as well as, you know, meeting up for fun nights had to be online. We had quiz nights, house parties for the youth. It was just the new norm, mm. something that we was never used to. But it's something that we've had to adapt to. Yeah, and, and it was great for a while. You know, Sunday we'd get up and get ready and we'd watch church at home in our PJs. And it was a little bit exciting. And, and we would have prayer. Didn't have to leave my house on a cold evening for prayer on a Monday. Communion on a Wednesday was awesome. It was something new that we had every week. Great fun. Really enjoyed it. We had family fun nights where at home we'd play games yeah, and have right. a laugh. And we did a um, house party with the youth. And it was all lovely. But... After a while, it began to, to get weary. We began yeah. to run dry and we began to say, I don't want to see another person on a screen. I don't want another quiz. I don't want to do it anymore. It, it wasn't fun anymore. And it had become just a bit dead and boring and I yeah. got fed up with it. And, and we started kind of having no expectancy. Every day he rolled into another. <laughs> and so even on a Sunday, we would get up for church five minutes before church and kind of scramble downstairs and hustle everybody together to watch it. Go, where, grab, what, go grab a cup of tea while, yeah. while, while we're listening to the sermon and then we're yeah. missing some important parts. Yeah, Absolutely. And we would just be doing these things. And again, no condemnation. Everyone does it differently. It was a, it was a blessing in many ways. But for us, it wasn't enough. And we began to grow dry. We began to run on empty. Um, and this is kind of where this word was birthed out of, something that God began to speak to us about individually and collectively as a family. And many of you will be aware of this um, scripture. It's in Matthew 7, verse 24 to 27. And it's a familiar scripture. I've read it lots of times, and I even know the song. I'm not going to sing it, but we do know the song about the wise man who built his house upon the rock, and the rain came tumbling down, and, and it happened. So do you want to read for us, Matthew? Okay, Matthew 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears of these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. And, and that's the verse that God kind of led me to in the beginning, and I read it and I thought... Okay, what are you saying? What, is, what, what do you mean by that? I've heard that a hundred times. I know the song. I know what it means. But actually, um, God, the Holy, by the Holy Spirit, he began just to nudge us and began to nudge me and say, well, what are you building your life on? Are you building it on the news that Franklin had on every day? Are oh, you building it on... I couldn't, I couldn't help it, guys. It was one yeah. of those things where, you know, it was constant bombardment, COVID, COVID, COVID. But there's a point where mm. you have to 
move away from there and, and stay focused on Jesus. Absolutely. And, and that's what the Holy Spirit began to do. We began to say, you know, life is crazy all around us and things are going crazy and the world is, um, seems like a very strange place and that buzzword of unprecedented times was everywhere. But actually, the Holy Spirit began to say, who do you say that I am, Neela? And, and we did a communion on it during, during lockdown one. And, and that was really birthed out of God saying that to me. Who do I say he is? Not who does Franklin say he is. Who do I say? And, and equally with Franklin, we began to search individually and thought, actually, although the world is crazy, we have a firm foundation in Jesus. That's right. um, and that was what God began to speak about. What am I building my life upon? Where, where is my rock? And, and the scripture in Hebrews um, 13 verse 8 says that, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that actually was a real pinnacle point for me when I said, life is crazy, but God is still the same. He is still on the throne. He still remains in control, and he's still the same. And, and that was the beginning of that opening. You know, so, Niels, me and my wife, Mila, you know, we gave our lives when we were 19 years old. Mm. You know, we we had a lot of adventures, but we've had a lot of highs and lows. Mm. You know, for for all those over here, you know, you, you can understand what, where we're coming from. But in those highs and lows, God has really shown himself to be faithful Amen. and true to his word. And so that's something that's, um you know, important that, you know, even through um, the times that we went through, you know, seasons where our life was watered, but there were seasons in our lives where our lives were dry. Mm. You know, we knew that we could draw from the Lord, you know. And, and that's what God started saying. As, as I began to cry out to God and say, God, okay, I know your word is true. I know that I need to build my life on the rock, but all I can see is COVID. All I can hear is COVID. I can't feel anything. I can't feel through the screen. I'm just done with it. This is hard. I don't want to do it like this anymore, you know? Mm. And it became to that point. And that's where the idea for Reservoir came to my mind. And God started saying, I'm here. I'm here, Neela. Draw close to me, the Bible says in James 4, verse 8. Draw close to me. And I will draw close to you. That's what the Bible says. And That's that right. is what the promise of God. And as we began to, to draw close to God and we began to, to cry out to God, we started to hear his voice again. We started to have a refreshing. Yeah, a reminder. So, mm. so what is a reservoir and what's the purpose of a reservoir? Well, reservoirs are designed to store the rain and falls mm. during the water parts, wetter parts of the year so that there's a continuous supply of water for the drier periods. Mm. And it holds reservoir water can be used to supply water to our homes and to our factories. It's kind of like a storehouse, mm. reservoirs are, you know? And, so, and, that, and that was it. So in that moment, in prayer, God said reservoir. And I thought, reservoir? We started looking into it. We started thinking about what a reservoir was. And actually, God started saying, you've got a spiritual reservoir. Draw from that. Draw from your spiritual lessons. Draw from the word of God that you know to be true. Draw from your testimonies. He started to remind us when he healed Jaden as a baby. Right. He started to remind us of times when he'd kept us and times where he provided for us. And, and although at that point, Frank, his job prospects were looking really, really grim. You know, we were able to draw on that experience that God has provided before and he'll provide again. Yeah, I mean, saying that, you know, obviously everyone knows that I testified, you know, uh, about the job. And, you know, you, you just you just look at that situation in, in that in that aspect. And I just thank God that even though we, I could see that you know, my finances might be drying up when I trusted God and asked God to help Amen. us in this situation we was in. 
God made 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 a way, Amen. and so I'm I'm just grateful that God is the God that we can draw our, you know our, our our waters from, you know. Yeah, and, and that was it. As we began to do that, the the it started to flow again. You know, we started to be refreshed. Hope began to rise, and and the more we tuned in and remembered and and went back to His Word and went back to His promises and went back to who He says He is. You know, things started to change. The atmosphere started to change. And as we began to get that, our supply came. Just like in the West, we turn the taps on and water comes out. And if there was no reservoir um, and there was no water in the tap, the reservoir would supply that. And that's what we felt like. Like the supply was coming, even though we had nothing in our tank, if you like. And we began to flourish again. And it's and that is what we had. Our hope and, and our strength came from the fact that we know God. We know God, as Franklin said, we've been Christians since we were 19. We, we know the promises of God. We know the word of God. We know his promises are yes and amen. And that was where we began to get our supply from. Not how we felt, not what we could see, mm. but actually from the supply of, of our reservoir. But, you know, the next part of Matthew, it wasn't just one part. That was the person who built the house upon the rock. There was another part that we want to talk about as well in Matthew 27. So... But everyone who hears those wo- these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Mm. So it's easy to fill our lives with so many things, guys. Mm. Superficial things, artificial things, kind of like a drink, a fizzy drink when you, when you need water, mm. you know? Um, we start to muddy our waters. Yeah. We need to once again, church, meet Jesus like the lady at the well. Mm. You know, we really need to, um, you know, make sure that we ask the Lord to just, just help us. You know, when we start to put things into our lives that, you know, are not beneficial for us. Yeah. But that we, you know, draw from his word. His word is our rock. His yeah. word makes us stand when, you know, when those things come into our lives that, you know, try to pull us down, you know. And, and in John um, 4, verse 13, many of you will know the story about the lady at the well and Jesus asked for her for a drink and she wasn't um, confident to give it to him due to the mm. circumstance in that time. But I really want to focus on John 4, 13. And it says, Jesus answered, everyone who drinks from this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water I give will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And and we need the living water of God. And that reservoir comes from Jesus. That's where we build our reservoirs and we get that living water. What the world's got is never enough. Mm, House party and... FaceTime and quizzes, they were great, but that's not enough. We needed more than, than what was being provided. And we had to dig deep. We had to dig deep yeah. back to that place where we've built wells in the past. And although we'd forgotten about them and, and filled our life with other things, we needed to dig deep. And, and there's, it's just a lesson for all of us. If 2020 taught us nothing, we need to know that we can dig deep in us. Yeah. And we Amen. need to have a reservoir that flows and roots are in Jesus. So, so how do we build our spiritual reservoirs? Okay, so first thing we can think about was reading the word of God regularly. When you read the word of God regularly, it gets in your heart. And Deuteronomy 6, verse 6, the um, contemporary English version, it says that memorize the laws of his word. Memorize them on your heart. Try and memorize the scriptures. For me, I have so many scriptures that I pull on when I feel down or when I feel sad or if I need to trust God for something. I have scriptures that I can pull on and um, 
when my children have exams, I had the scripture, many plans as a man, but it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. And I had that and I, and I quoted that back to God. God, this is what your word says. It is written. That's our power. And, and I, I'm reminded of when Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and the devil came to tempt him. Yeah, and, right. and, you know, he had the word of God to bring back. We need to know the word of God. And that's how we begin to build part of our reservoir. Also, we need to learn to speak to God, pray mm. without ceasing, everyday communicating with God, mm. you know, making our, 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 our petitions, our requests known to him. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he, he's allowed us to have access into the throne of God, you know, mm. to, to ask, you know, God, you know, help us. Help us when we're in a dry period. Help us when we're in dry times. We know that you hear our cry and you can help yeah. us. And so that's something that we need to be encouraged by that, you know, God says that you can come to me anytime. It doesn't yeah. matter where you are. You can come to me and, you know, I hear you. I hear your cry. I know mm. what you're going through. And, you know, that's just an encouragement, you know, mm. that we as a people of God just continue to just call upon him when, you know, in times of need. And it's so, and, and again, when, when um, in this season, it's such a privilege to be able to pray. Like just a privilege to be able to go. And First Thessalonians, Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 talks about pray with, praying without ceasing. And I see it like a rolling prayer. Everyone's different, but I think God speaks my language. I think he understands. You know, I say to my youth when we work with the youth, if you say to God, God, I had a sick day. He would understand what that means. He speaks your language, you know. Right. He understands you as you are. Not disrespectfully, but he understands your language and how you speak and how you communicate. And just such a privilege to be able to come to the throne of God and say, imagine you can go to the creator of the universe and say, God, help me. That's God, right. I need this. God, I need you to come through for me. I need you to show up for me. Just such a, it's just me, just such a privilege. Um, and also to gather, gather with God's people. And I know it's not possible. Yeah. It's my absolute bane of my life. I don't like lockdown. I miss coming to church. When we came back um, for a little while, which was just mm. awesome. And I'm just, That's yeah, right. I'm grumpy about it, but it is what it is. Um, but, you know, we can't do it physically, but we have got opportunities to connect. At the end of the service, you're going to see what's available to you. Connect with God's people. Connect with them. Talk to them. Fellowship with them. It may be through a screen for now. And, and, and I think Franklin made a really valid point. When we do get back together, let's not take it for granted. Yeah, I mean, I mean to be honest, yeah, you know, God knew... God knows all things. God mm. sees all things. So obviously this situation we're in, God made a way. Mm. You know, we're able to connect online. Yeah. But you know, yes, Neil is right that when we did come back, it felt great. Yeah. And yeah, we, we can't take things for granted. So, yeah. you know, when, when things settle down once again, you know, for those that haven't come, come out, man. It's, I'll tell you, it will encourage you. It will bless you. You know, and it will uh, fill your uh, reservoir. Well, this is right. It will fill your reservoir. I agree. Absolutely. And finally, the last thing we spoke about was worship. Um, create a place of worship in your life. There is, for me, there's nothing like it. And one of my favorite um, scriptures is Isaiah 61, when it says that God gives us beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, and praise for heaviness. If I am, my family will testify. If I'm mm. in a bad mood, mm. if I've had a bad day, if I've got something that's worrying me, worship. That's the first point for me in my room speaker on and I get into I my praise <laughs> and it just lifts it changes the atmosphere and it's not just in song you know mm. I don't think just songs your life give to people give to your church bless people speak into people's lives be a blessing let I, your I, life I would be. say you know we all know it one of the greatest commandments love your neighbor as yourself yeah that's a yeah it's an <laughs> act know? of worship it's a form of worship absolutely Definitely. absolutely so they're the four things that we thought we can do so Again, just to go over them, to read the word of God regularly, to right. pray without ceasing, 
to gather with God's people in whatever capacity you can and to worship. Uh, And the thing is, what annoys me, but also is the reality is, after COVID, dare I say, we're still going to have trials. We're still going to have problems. We're still going to have things and curveballs in life that are going to bring... you know, difficulties or despair or upset, that we're still going to have that. So we need to have a reservoir to draw on that we can actually build out of because we can't only go and get it from our pastors or from church. We can't even go to church at the moment physically. We can't be looking at other people to fill our reservoir. We need to dig deep and build a a reservoir in Christ for ourselves. It's our responsibility as Christians to have that. I would say that, you know, we all have a personal responsibility. Absolutely. We have a personal responsibility and we have a personal relationship with our Lord. So, you know, it's important that, yeah, we know we can draw from, from him as long as we understand that importance of, you know, our reservoirs are always going to be in his word. And if we don't build them in the wetter times, when it does come to dry times, there'll be nothing to draw from. If you're, you know, if imagine that tap, we turn the tap on, there's no water coming out, there's no water in the reservoir. We need to have somewhere to draw from when when hard times hit, when dry times hit. And in Jeremiah 17 verse 7, it says it like this. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It does not worry in the years of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Amen. If we have a reservoir church, that is what we will be. We'll be like that tree planted by the waterside that we won't be worried when dry times come. We won't be worried when troubles hit because we know we have a supply and that is Jesus. We have a supply in Jesus. As we build our reservoir and we trust in God, we will be like that tree planted by the waterside. We have a responsibility to build a spiritual reservoir for every season of life. Amen.